Wasabi Wallet. Unfairly private. Welcome, everybody. I hope you're all doing well. I am here on the island of Rhodes in Greece, and uh, today we've got lots to talk about. We namely are going to be talking about Twitter actively working on integrating Bitcoin Lightning Network natively into the app. We're also going to be touching on the new developments around El Salvador as it preps to be the first country in the world to adopt Bitcoin as its uh, as one of its legal tenders and everything that is coming down the pipeline there. Uh, if you haven't already, please do hit like, subscribe, share. All of those things really help the show a lot. And uh, with that, let's get to it. I am Ben with the BTC Sessions. This is your daily session. Huddle the Bitcoin. Before we dive in, of course, shout out to sponsors of the show, Ledin.io, where you can use your Bitcoin for a variety of different services. Of course, they've got their Bitcoin back loan. So if you're in a pinch and you need to get your hands on dollars, but you don't want to sell your Bitcoin because that's a taxable event and you might be worried about buying back in at a higher price. Well, easily enough, you can go here, deposit Bitcoin, get dollars to your bank account within 24 hours. And when you pay back those dollars, you get back the same number of sats. They also have savings accounts for Bitcoin and USDC with interest rates of up to 9% annually paid monthly. And they've got their B2X offering. If you're feeling mega bullish, links for all of that is down below. If you're stacking sats in Canada, BitBuy is a super easy, convenient way to do it. They have a seamless web interface. They've got an awesome, uh, they've got an awesome app for your phone on the go, iOS and Android. And hey, after your first $250 buy, they'll give you 20 bucks for free. Be sure to check them out and stack some sats with BitBuy. Now, I do live on Bitcoin. Of course, BitRefill really, really helps me with this. I can get every gift card that I need through them paying with Bitcoin, either on the main chain or via Lightning Network, which is what I always use because it's cheap and fast. Uh, but I do earn sats back as I shop. And they do have a killer referral program. So if you've got friends and family that might also use the service, you can get some kickbacks from that too. Be sure to check them out. Links are in the show notes. Now you guys know the Keystone, one of my favorite and most used hardware wallets. This thing is 100% air gap. It means you never plug it into anything internet connected. Everything's done all via QR code, keeping your funds safe and offline. They have a secure element, Bitcoin only firmware, and it works with all my favorite wallets like Blue Wallet, Wasabi, Spectre, Sparrow. The list goes on. It's also great in multi-sig. So check them out. Links are in the show notes. And finally, if you're backing up any important Bitcoin wallet, whether it be hardware or software or otherwise, uh, be sure to get that backup in solid steel with the bill foddle over on privacypros.io. Why? Well, if you're just backing up on paper, you open yourself up to a few things, fire damage, water damage, somebody accidentally discarding it because they're not familiar with what it is. Uh, give yourself some peace of mind with bill foddle. With that, let's dive into the news. Now, as I said, Twitter is beta testing Bitcoin Lightning tipping services native within the app. This from Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, Twitter is now testing the ability to tip users in Bitcoin through Jack Maller's Lightning Network app Strike, according to the block and a post on Mac Rumors. Code within Twitter beta suggests that Bitcoin tipping service is currently being tested. Mobile developer Alessandro Pulazzi 
uh, tweeted an image of what the feature looks like so far. And you can see here, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, it says, receive tips in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first widely adopted cryptocurrency. It's a new kind of digital money that lets people securely and directly send money to each other on the internet. And it has a few bullet points. What is the Lightning Network? Lightning Network is a technical innovation that allows for faster payments with lower fees than Bitcoin's primary network. Set up your wallet. We use Strike to generate Bitcoin Lightning invoices, so you need to connect your account to accept Bitcoin tips and secure cryptography. Bitcoin is built on a secure technology called the blockchain. It works in a distributed network and uses the same level of security that banks and military use to encrypt their systems. So they go on to talk a little bit about uh, what's coming here. So the new Lightning service will be Strike enabled and also support Square's forthcom uh, forthcoming hardware wallet. The company also lists Blue Wallet, Wallet of Satoshi as examples of custodial wallets and Breeze, Moon, Phoenix, and Zap as examples of non-custodial wallets. Twitter will also use Strike to produce Bitcoin invoices for now. Twitter users will need a Strike account to receive tips, which seems to suggest that it'll be US only initially on rollout. Um, now, it says that uh, th there's going to be a tip jar service, but uh, Jack Dorsey... Um, when he spoke in July, suggests that Bitcoin could be used for super follows, commerce, and subscriptions, so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, we shall see when this rolls out. It looks like it could happen sooner rather than later, given it's in beta testing right now. Um, I think there's been some, <clears throat> some criticism around the fact that it's via strike, which means that effectively, at least off the hop, in order to use this, you will need KYC because strike is a KYC platform. Uh, that said, this is a lot of exposure for Bitcoin to literally everybody on Twitter, millions and millions of people on Twitter. I think it's a net positive and I think that regardless, you'll have the ability to withdraw Bitcoin to your own wallet. And they're already talking about, hey, there's non-custodial ways to do this. Um, I, I think that's, again, a net positive overall. And uh, yeah, excited to see <laughs> millions of people orange-pilled uh, with the drop of a hat. <laughs> and also, I really like this tweet from John Carvalho. He said, just think about fucking Twitter is adding Lightning Network before Coinbase and Kraken. How embarrassing. I agree. Um, but, uh, you know, people <laughs> did were quick to comment, hey, these are shitcoin casinos. They have no interest in being efficient. They want you to trade as much as possible. And if it's expensive to withdraw Bitcoin, well, you might look at quote-unquote cheaper options uh, and trade into altcoins because you see value in transactions per second when Bitcoin is already capable of that. Regardless, um, let's move on here. Newsweek, uh, there, there's actually a good article of, about Bitcoin in there. So uh, hats off to Andrew M. Bailey and Bradley Rettler for writing this one. They effectively go through um, the argument for governments to invest in the Bitcoin network. And so they, they say, here's why. The Bitcoin network is open. Anyone can see the code and verify that it's uh, what it's supposed to be. And anyone can build new financial applications within it. Its native asset is inflation resistant. Supply is capped and can also be verified by anyone. This makes Bitcoin savings technology for the masses. All it takes is a smartphone. Dollars are great for spending, but in a world of inflationary risks, an asset in which anyone can save is a lifeline for those without access to the stock 
stock market, or gold or real estate. Bitcoin, furthermore, cannot be controlled by any despot or corporate machine. The result is alluring. The benefits of big tech network, Facebook or Twitter, without centralized control. But instead of hosting political arguments or memes, this one is for money. Bitcoin could do for money what the internet did for information. Like the internet, it needs infrastructure to make good on its promise. And they go through uh, some areas where countries could uh, invest. And they talk about the technology, so giving away preloaded cell phones with a Bitcoin wallet, subsidized Wi-Fi and internet access, lightning network, um, it, governments could sponsor lightning network nodes and software to ensure even wider access. They talk about education, reliable training of how to acquire, store, spend, receive Bitcoin in all major languages. They also talk about um, mining infrastructure, particularly they say that Bitcoin, if a country so wishes to be subsidizing uh, any type of energy, well, they would no longer necessarily need to do that off the hop because Bitcoin mining provides a, a buyer of first and last resort, meaning that if you have some renewable energy, um, whether it be hydro or whether it be um, whatever, solar, wind, you know, they're intermittent. Um, the demand is uncertain. When you set it up, there's a lot of upfront cost. Um, and on top of that, it takes a while to get connected to the grid. Well, all of that can be mitigated by having a buyer of first and last resort. So when the grid lines are not yet set up, Bitcoin can be consuming that energy and subsidizing and paying for the infrastructure. When it does get set up, well, then you can move the grid onto that. And if at any times, or whenever they're not hitting peak demand, you can also have Bitcoin buying up excess energy that would have otherwise been wasted so that it further subsidizes the project. So um, they go on in much more detail here about a lot of different things, but kudos to these guys for an excellent Newsweek article. Uh, you don't see a lot of excellent mainstream media articles about Bitcoin. Uh, Vast Bank. Vast becomes the first chartered U.S. bank to offer Bitcoin buying and custody. This from Bitcoin Magazine again. Uh, Vast Bank has become the first U.S. bank with FDIC insurance and a Federal Reserve charter to offer Bitcoin services. Customers at Vast Bank can now buy and sell Bitcoin directly from an FDIC insured checking account, while its Bitcoin custody solutions include a mobile trading platform with instant settlement to its accounts. Um, now, again, it goes uh, into, oh, well, you know, customers are uncertain about Bitcoin and maybe they want exposure, but they want somebody to take care of for them, blah, blah, blah. So it, it does have like the, oh, we're a good custodian angle, which, of course, that's what banks have to latch on to, right? They see the writing on the wall with CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, would, which would disintermediate banks themselves and have a line direct from a central bank to a citizen cutting out commercial banks. And so what's one thing that a central bank will never do is offer an alternative currency that competes with their own. And so banks are stepping in to offer those services. It's kind of funny that banks and central banks are now kind of at odds with what they're offering here. Um, so yes, they are offering a custody solution, but down at the bottom they say, Vast is also currently working to allow customers to deposit their Bitcoin in private wallets 
and exchanges with the bank. So they are working on a way to withdraw from the platform, probably because they know that's a demand of Bitcoin customers. Um, and they, earlier in the article, they do say that they're just responding to customer demand via surveys of what they want and what they want access to. So, um, yeah, again, orange pilling people, whether or not it's a great on-ramp, at least they're seeing it. So, yeah. The Legislative Assembly of El Salvador approves a $150 million Bitcoin trust. The government has set aside $23.3 million towards rolling out crypto ATMs and $30 million to incentivize the use of state-backed Chivo wallet. Uh, so El Salvador's Legislative Assembly has passed legislation creating this $150 million Bitcoin trust. Um, they're supporting development of infrastructure and services across the country. The bill passed on Tuesday with 64 officials voting in favor and 14 opposed. The trust is designed to facilitate conversion of Bitcoin to U.S. dollars and support the rollup of vital technology infrastructure, enabling widespread adoption of these assets. The news comes just one week before the country's Bitcoin law is set to take effect. Impending legislation will recognize Bitcoin as legal tender across El Salvador and is slated to take effect on Tuesday, September 7th. Currently, U.S. dollars are the legal tender. This would just bring in a secondary legal tender. The De uh, Development Bank of El Salvador has been appointed to oversee the trust operation. The $150 million will be redirected from the country's $500 million loan with the Central American Bank for Economic Integration. The loan was originally taken for the purpose of economic recovery for small and medium-sized businesses. For those funds, again, 23.3 earmarked for support of installation of government-backed ATMs, um, allowing citizens to exchange between Bitcoin and USD. $30 million has also been designated to offer incentives to encourage the adoption of the government digital wallet. Now, in July, President Bukele announced the government would airdrop 30 bucks worth of Bitcoin to every Salvadoran adult who downloads the Chivo wallet. However, El Salvador's current population is 6.5 million, suggesting the government either believes adoption will be lower or has not allocated enough Bitcoin to go around. Now, it goes on to talk about skepticism, about some of this, some protests, so on and so forth. We will touch on that momentarily. Um, but that's not the only place they're drawing criticism. Of course, the IMF is not a big fan of this. Um, IMF uh, is reiterating concerns about this initiative. Uh, the IMF, or International Monetary Fund, has repeated its warning about El Salvador's imminent embrace of Bitcoin as legal tender. Quote, privately issued crypto assets like Bitcoin come with substantial risks. Making them equivalent to a national currency is an inadvisable shortcut, they tweeted. Uh, and again, sharing a link to their original warning in July 26th. Uh, again, their, their wording here, privately issued crypto assets. It's not privately issued. There's nothing private about it. It's, it's a public good at this point. It's fully decentralized. There's nobody that's issuing it for anybody. It's a community effort, unlike the privately issued currencies that we have uh, from our regular central banks. Like the Federal Reserve, the Bank of Canada, those are private entities that are separate from government. They're not public so again, they're 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 mincing words here. They're 
they're not being truthful in what they're talking about. Anyways, in July, the IMF slammed El Salvador for its decision to adopt Bitcoin, suggesting the move raises a number of macroeconomic, financial, and legal issues. Well, yeah, for them. <laughs> the international organization also said crypto assets can pose significant risks and effective regulatory measures are very important when dealing with them. Uh, IMF is not alone in its concerns. Surprise, surprise, the World Bank was also sharply critical of Bukele's decision earlier this summer, refusing to help the country implement its policy, citing environmental and transparency concerns. Controversy notwithstanding, El Salvador will adopt Bitcoin as legal tender September 7th, and the country's Congress has prepared a $150 million fund to help the Bitcoin project get off the ground next week. I wish them all the luck in the world. Now, let's talk about some of the criticism here. First, some of the more ridiculous stuff alongside the IMF. Uh, shout out to Bitcoin Gandalf for tweeting this. They can't stand that El Salvador is making Bitcoin legal tender. Instead of writing about the benefits this is going to bring the people of El Salvador, Euro News prefers to come out with headlines and articles like this. Have fun staying poor. In the articles, Bitcoin is set to become legal tender in El Salvador and Cuba. I don't know about that. Um, yet many countries are moving the other way, making the controversial online coin and other cryptocurrencies illegal. And then they tweet a link, where in the world is Bitcoin banned or restricted? Uh, and then another Euronos article, Bitcoin ban. These are the countries where crypto is restricted or illegal. Again, like, the, they... <laughs> Guys, get over it. It's happening. It's happening. Um, now, is there a legitimate concern about this? Well, Aaron Van Weirdum from Bitcoin Magazine was actually in the or like on the ground in El Salvador, in San Salvador, uh, just the other day. Uh, and he was at one of the protests to kind of see what was up. And so he documented just a little bit of it. He said... Um, uh, another protest again today. Concerns range from what I would consider legitimate, like mandatory aspect of the law, little transparency about the use of public funds, to more general or non-Bitcoin related critique of the President Bukele, to confusion about Bitcoin itself, like poor people can't afford to buy a whole Bitcoin, which again, those obviously less uh, legitimate arguments. It's just a lack of understanding of how Bitcoin works. Um, he said, I would estimate there were between 100 and 200 people who marched for a few blocks to the national parliament with a stop midway for a couple of speeches. The d demonstrations altogether lasted about two hours. So <laughs> there was uh, an article the other day. Um, uh, I can't remember from the, what publication, but effectively it was like massive protests in El Salvador over new upcoming Bitcoin law. And by massive, again, a couple hundred people like on the high end. So massive. They've, they've got like a, uh, I forget what was the other article, six, a six point something million uh, population. So <laughs> massive compared to what? Uh, anyways, let's move on from that. Again, I, I wish the people else of El Salvador the best, and uh, and I hope and I hope it continues to help more people as it's already been helping uh, with international remittances via Bitcoin Beach and everything happening in El Zante there. Now, this is a little thread here from uh, Brian Trolls, aka Shinobi, on Twitter, and uh, I'll, I'll just read it and let you guys kind of hear what he had to say about a recent development that's not ideal, um, but hey, it is what it is, and Bitcoin will 
continue to do its thing. He said, the W3C is a standards body for specifications for how web browsers interact with things on the internet. When you click a payment link for a Bitcoin and it opens your wallet to pay, that's them. HTTPS, things resolving to websites, that's them. The members of this body are a major are major tech corporations, Amazon, Facebook, Google, Mozilla, etc. They just voted to shoot down the decentralized identity specification developed by Microsoft to allow decentralized identities not controlled by these platforms. They will not standardize and not implement in their browsers support for handling DID addresses or endpoints the way a browser handles HTTPS links. The specification was shot down. It's not happening. That's not where this ends, though. The reason for shooting it down was, effectively, proof of work is evil and uses too much energy. They will not approve the specification of any standard for anything that is based on a proof of work blockchain. This was explicitly stated in Mozilla's public announcement. What does this mean? No Bitcoin integration for 402 payment request messages, no native Bitcoin integrations into browsers, no implementation of standards in browsers to make interacting with anything built on Bitcoin easy or frictionless. These member companies have quite literally said fuck you fuck bitcoin it will have no role online and will not be widely integrated into the internet if we have anything to do it fuck them and he finishes up with this really did just become time to build a new internet i couldn't agree more uh this is super shitty inconvenient and based on a total lack of truth um or a total lack of understanding i don't know um but effectively yeah you got to route around them and bitcoin's got to do its thing developers have got to step up and do their thing and offer alternatives to what these guys are offering because if they're not going to do it then somebody else is going to and uh if you want to be that person then time to throw your hat in the ring and start building um and also, if you want a, a, a good refutation of the whole energy art, um, argument that, that comes from these types, uh, go over to Coindesk and read an article by Nick Carter called The Frustrating, Maddening, All-Consuming Bitcoin Energy Debate. Extrapolating Bitcoin's future energy use based on its current profile leads to some very screwy numbers, says our columnist. Uh, this is from back in March, but hey, it gives you a good kind of overall view of why this view of Mozilla and all of these members that shot down this implementation is wrong, effectively. Okay, let's move on. Bitcoin mining in Canada is thriving despite stringent regulations. Uh, I really enjoyed this because I get a lot out of it given I'm from Canada. Um, but basically, they talk about uh, how the there's a lot of hype around mining in and around the US and, and the move because of the drawdown in China after Bitcoin mining bans there. And that's true. There's a lot stepping up in Texas and different parts of the US. There's states that have actually incentivized Bitcoin mining, giving tax breaks. Um, and Quebec was previously thought of as uh, Canada in general was previously thought of as maybe not the best place to do it particularly because of the regulatory moves in Quebec where 
originally a lot of people were going there for the hydro, but then they they kind of did an about face and disincentivize miners to go there. However, Alberta has been picking up steam massively, uh, given all of the oil and gas wells that are with uh, with upstream data. Hut 8 is here doing a lot of natural gas uh, mining here. And then they talk about East Coast Canada, where uh, there's just a ton of, of renewables that are used for energy and not nearly the population base to use all of the energy that is created. Thus, it's just wasted and used for nothing. Um, so it seems that Canada could be getting quite a boom. Um, and again, they talk about it's more than just Quebec. Estimated hash rate share per province. Um, Quebec is on the high side. Um, and, and then there's kind of some vague other known entities. But Alberta is is probably yeah about just shy of two-thirds of the size of Quebec in terms of hash rate and then British Columbia is about half that of Alberta. Uh, New Brunswick, Labrador, Ontario, Manitoba there are some but it gets pretty slim uh, down there. Regardless I found this very very interesting um, and I, I love that they can go jurisdiction hopping but there's there's a lot going on here and it's worth looking into and i'm really bullish on mining in alberta uh, because i've seen that pick up steam and i just i love the idea of more people coming to alberta and bitcoin is coming to alberta so if you're thinking if you're somewhere in canada and you're thinking of a place to move Maybe look at Alberta. Hit me up in Canada. Uh, hit me up in Calgary, more specifically, if you want to uh, uh, move here as a Bitcoiner. Love to grab a beer, have a coffee. Anyways, uh, a couple more things here. Uh, I just stumbled across this. Somebody shared it on Twitter, but Lightning Network Plus. Uh, this is a great utility where you can sign up to help. Um, basically set up channels for your lightning node. You can get incoming capacity, double your channels, decentralize the network, earn more routing fees, and effectively you sign up and then you can um, jump into a swap where effectively in exchange for you opening a channel with somebody else, they open a channel with them, with you, and there's like these triangles or like pentagonal um, channel openings where you basically create a circle of liquidity between you and multiple parties. And as long as you have enough liquidity and you have your, your lightning, um, your, your public key for, for your node ready, then you can start opening channels with this thing right away. I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to. I've heard good things. Uh, I saw somebody had used it to open a bunch of channels there. But... Uh, yeah, and if you don't see an offer that fits, uh, tickles your fancy, you can create your own offer. So check it out. Uh, yeah, I'm going to play around with this. Um, also, another fun lightning thing. A lot of new lightning things hitting. Uh, but this is Stacker News. It's effectively Reddit, but with upvotes uh, with sats. So, yeah, I'm loving that. That's great. I'm going to look at more into it later. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a lot of good, like, solid Bitcoin content in and around, like, news and new things to check out. And, yeah, so uh, check out stacker.news. I failed to mention it in my Lightning Innovations video that I did a few weeks back, regrettably, but uh, definitely worth a look. Now, last few things I want to touch on here are events. I'm still in Greece, as I said before. I'm hitting Athens very, very soon. And on September 6th, Monday, September 6th, I am doing a presentation in Athens. There's a meetup uh, called, and I'm doing a presentation called The Path to Self-Sovereignty 
Uh, and so you can learn about uh, how to cut out middlemen and become as self-reliant as possible in your Bitcoin journey. Uh, so be sure to check that out. It looks like there's, yeah, there's like 90 something people coming to it so far. Uh, I'd love to meet you there. So come on down. Uh, if you're going to be in Athens on Monday the 6th, uh, just search. This is part of the Bitcoin and blockchain tech meetup in Athens. So if you just go to meetup.com and search that group, you should be able to find the event. Um, now, another one that I'm very I'm so excited to be a part of this. Uh, I'm going to be in Miami again this year, second time this year. First time was Bitcoin 2021. This one for the Oslo Freedom Forum. Um, Alice Gladstein was kind enough to reach out to me and ask if I'd like to be a part of it. Uh, we're ironing out the details of my involvement, but uh, it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, they have like a full Bitcoin Academy that's happening there, um, which will be in the afternoons on both days. And I'm going to be a large part of that. They've got some awesome people. Matt O'Dell, uh, Elizabeth Stark, Jimmy Song, Nick Carter, uh, Peter McCormick, Stefan Levera, um, Rockstar Dev, Ray Yusuf from Paxful. Um, man, there's just Miles Suter, Will Reeves from Fold, Alex Gladstein, um, uh, Lily from Compass Mining. Uh, we've got people from Sphinx, from uh, BTC Pay, uh, Ikona Alchemist, uh, Dread from Plebnet. Shout out Plebnet. There's just there's so many people. Evan Kaloudis, uh, uh Roy Sheffield um, from Breeze. Just so many. Uh, one of the Council of Bitcoin Bens, um, Guy Swan. Of course, there's just so many people there. I'm very very excited. Um, check it out and uh and see if you're able to attend it's going to be a little bit more intimate than than bitcoin 2021 of course uh but yeah be sure to check it out uh and if you can make it if you're going to be in miami hit me up uh october 4th and 5th and uh yeah i'll probably be there at least a day early and stay at least a day late now some other events uh i'm going to be <laughs> i'm going to be a few places uh i'm going to be in dubai in october October 14th and 15th, literally 10 days after this other one, uh, for Understanding Bitcoin. Uh, Tonevase is putting this on. I'm going to be doing something around uh, running Bitcoin nodes. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be like a um, kind of a, a workshop type deal. But anyways, I'm very excited. We're, again, ironing out details for exactly what that's going to look like. But if you're going to be there, let me know. I'm, I'm very excited for this one as well. Uh, you can hit that up at understandingbtc.com. Uh, and then a couple other ones where I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. I'm going to really try to, but they look awesome anyways. TabConf 2021, uh, the Atlanta Bitcoin Conference, November 4th to 6th. It looks super awesome. Um, Socratic discussions, Bitcoin gaming, privacy, lightning poker, and charity. Uh, lots of people there. Um, lots of plebnet people out there I'm, I'm just yeah it looks awesome i would really love to make it down to atlanta for that i will see uh and another one that just came across my radar i think they just announced it adopting bitcoin a lightning summit in el salvador which would be fantastic some of the people I did ask about speaking at this, uh, so we'll see about that. But again, Alex Gladstein, um, we've got people from from River, uh, Async, LN Bits. We've got Camilla from Swan. Um, we've got uh, Bernard from Bitnob. We've got uh, uh, Castro Sierra. For, uh, he's from the Republic of Colombia. He's advisor to the president. John Carvello, uh, Francis Puglia. Um, 
man, people from Blockstream, Bitcoin Beach, Mike Peterson, uh, Ray Yusuf from Paxful, Stefan Lavera again. So Lavera's making the rounds now that he escaped Australia. He's just hitting everything that he can. So yeah, uh, I, I'm going to see. I'm going to see if I can do it. I would really love to be there. Uh, we shall see. Um, also, maybe if you're watching this, uh, put in a good for, word for me. Maybe I can end up speaking there. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I'm going to leave you with one final thought to wrap up this this episode. Uh, we were talking earlier about the IMF and how they were basically shitting all over uh, Bitcoin and uh, El Salvador. And uh, a single quote from their blog really stuck out. And a lot of Bitcoiners focused on this. I think it's a fantastic quote. Quote goes, and yet Bitcoin lives on. And this is kind of uh, like the anthem of our people. This is, yeah, and, and Bitcoin lives on. And yet Bitcoin lives on. And uh, this is what a lot of no coiners will be repeating for years and years to come because Bitcoin does live on. It's been here for, for well over a decade at this point. Um, you know, 12, 13 years going on and, uh, no signs of stopping it. Right. And with each new challenge, like this shoot down of this implementation that would make it easy to use with browsers, um, Bitcoin finds a way and people step up to the plate and they build amazing things and, uh, and it becomes better for everybody using it. So gives me hope, gives me hope for the future. So thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. If you're listening to the pod or streaming sats after the fact, uh, please do hit like, subscribe, and share if you're on YouTube. Um, if you want to help out the show in another way, you can hit up the sponsors I mentioned down below. Leaden, BitBuy, BitRefill, Keystone, and Bill Foddle over at privacypros.io. If you really liked what you saw, you can hit me up with a Bitcoin tip at my strike.me page. That is strike.me slash BTC sessions. Once you get there, you type in any amount you like, you click on the tip button, you will be presented with a lightning QR code invoice, or if you tap to the right, you'll be presented with a regular Bitcoin QR code. With that, I am out. Have yourselves a wonderful day or evening, wherever you may be. I'll see you guys next time for your daily session. Hold the Bitcoin.